Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something something on it and go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. Today on the Zabecast, a special free hugs and candy van podcast with notorious J.A.Y. and Nigel Mark Stern from the Tony Kornheiser podcast. We'll talk about a co-worker who once blew out his ACL running to the conference room for cake, plus other stories of too many years in radio. All that plus the CDC changes its tune. But is anybody listening? Your high test, not street legal. 30-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. Thank you for downloading and thank you for the very positive feedback in general about the new Wednesday wrinkle. And now for something completely different. I know a lot of you said, oh, as soon as I saw it was a gun episode, I was like, good grief. But a number of you said, look, after listening to it, I thought it was very fair down the middle and not very much, you know, rah, rah, gun, bang, bang. I enjoyed the conversation. And uh, thank you to my brother and his uh, lawyer friend, John. And I think we're going to keep doing that. It does help me from a workflow management, time management standpoint to have that Wednesday something different podcast. I can record on a Saturday or a Sunday, set it up, have it in the middle of the week to kind of take a lot of the pressure off the week in terms of my production of content. And so I think I'm going to keep it because of that and because it will allow me to get off road with single topics that I can go deeper on. I'm going to try to get, I've got a couple of pilot friends, I'm going to try to get them in the van next, and we can talk about airplanes, flying, crashes, you name it, a bunch of other stuff. So any suggestions for other deep dives, let me know. And I'm going to try to make sure that it's always two people in the van with me, because I think that's what provides the best conversation. I don't want to Zoom call somebody. Everyone's sick of Zoom calls, right? You see another Zoom call interview. I I see them all the time on my social media feeds, sports people, and they're like, oh, look at my Zoom chat with someone. 
I know we're all out here trying to produce compelling content, and I know that Zoom is a useful tool, but God damn, aren't we all sick of Zoom at this point? Uh, I, I know I am, for one. Okay, that said, uh, today a long but hopefully fun episode with Jay and Sterno. I, I enjoyed it. The first half hour is kind of self-indulgent. There's a number of people you don't know who they are. But there's also a number of good anecdotes in there that will give you a behind-the-scenes look at the kind of shit that has gone on in radio in our careers. And then the second half is more about the industry as it stands, where it's going, and the future, and a bunch of other stuff as well. So I hope you enjoy. It's a long one today, so we'll get right to it. But first, let me give you one quick other topic, and that is apparently this week, Word leaked out that maybe the Washington football team name is going to stick around for another year because apparently eight months is not enough time to get a new name, new logo, new trademark, new uniforms, new phone, who dis, up and running. So another year with this god-awful, temporary, humiliating, burlap sack of a name, the Washington Football team. It's such an insult on top of the fact that the team is awful. On top of the fact that we're running in circles at the quarterback position. On top of the coach contradicting himself at every turn. He did again today in which he denied saying that there was ever a cutoff point for Dwayne Haskins in terms of not playing well enough to keep his job as starter. Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington asked, is there a cutoff point with Kyle Allen like there was with Dwayne? And Ron went into spin mode or lying mode and said, I never said that with Dwayne. Bro, we we just heard you say it. Stop snowing us, okay? So the name thing is frustrating because to me, it, it wears like a burlap sack. It's itchy. It's awful. It's humiliating. I could take one year of it in hopes they would get the name right. And take the time to do it. But you're telling me it's more than a year? It's more than eight? Come on. And now they're like, some people saying, well, Dan might like the simplicity of it. Washington football team. Uh, Some are arguing. Excuse my voice. Okay. Some are arguing that uh, if you never go to a new name, the, the remembrance of the old name, the Redskins, is kept alive somehow. Almost like a widower who refuses to remarry out of honor of their dead spouse. That's the concept that I sort of heard talked about, and I reject it wholeheartedly. Just pick a new fucking name and get a new logo. And change the colors if you want. I don't care. This notion that we're going to stay, we're going to stand on the Washington football team, incorporated 1932, and that's going to somehow not dishonor our late widow, the Reds. Get the fuck out of here. We need a name. Pick one. You got until, I'm going to call it March 1st. That's when you need to start rolling out the name, March 1st. That's plenty of time. Tell the lawyers, work overtime. Tell the league office, work with us here to expedite it. 
I don't want to sit in this burlap sack of a name for another year. I can't. I won't. With that said, Notorious J-A-Y and Mark Stern came in to the Free Hugs and Candy Van, otherwise known as the Mobile Strike Studios. I lured them in with some fun-size Halloween treats, and next thing you know, they didn't know what hit them. I could be I could be a little bit louder. Uh, let's see. Check you one, are on one two one. Is that two. louder? Check check check. No, maybe no, you're on no. two. That's the, that's the one. Yeah, you there, that, brother? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Sterno, you got the deaf thing going. You're, <laughs> I was going to say that. Like a lot of radio like, guys. Yeah, we're going to be deaf. Yeah, uh, I've, been, I've, I've noticed been, that. But working since 96, man. My ears are fucking shot. I've noticed that when I listen to my, my, my iPods, it's like all, yeah. Are you guys, con- is it a little bit warm in here? I was going to say it's wonderful. It's nice. I'm okay. Cool. You stuffy? Okay. You want you want the air on? No, I don't want the air on. No, this is nice. You want me to take my, my shirt off? Well, Actually, get, that would that would be fucking hot. <laughs> That would be hot. I haven't seen you, Sterno, in months. In fact, I'd have to get my laminated card out yeah, to, to show me. My scene, check Sterno. My, yeah, and I haven't seen Jay in a long time yeah. either. Well, Fucking great to see you The last time I guys. saw you, it was, uh, you guys were doing a remote in, uh, in lovely Gambrels. Gambrels. At that, at, uh, that's right. They had, yeah. Holy uh, shit, That Gambrels. is the last time I saw you. So that's going to start, by the way. I need to sync this up in case I use any audio. It's like you got to clap it oh, up yeah, so you yeah, yeah, sync yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, all right. So this will start our tour of fucked up radio things. <laughs> Since we all used to work together at the Team 980, uh, what years, Jay, did you work there approximately? I was there 99 to 2001, left, and then came back in 04. Uh, all right. For how long? To oh nine. All right. Oh nine. Yeah. All right. Okay. So about five years. Stern, oh, you? Yeah. I was 01 to, I think, 07, and then I had a two-year break when I went over with Tony to um, T.O.P., and I came back in 09, and I think it was 09 to like 16 or 17 or something okay. like that. And you're still with Mr. Tony and the Mr. Yes. Tony podcast, thriving. Download it wherever you get your podcast, Thank right? You. Yes. He's been doing it for how many years now? Uh, I think this is our fourth year. Four, is that it? Yeah. No, it's got to be more than that. No. The, oh, the, you mean the show itself or like the podcast? The podcast. I think it's just, I think it's really just four years. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. he liking it, Mr. Tony? Yeah, he is. We. It's. It's been a great switch for us. It well, really well, you're hearing been. something. Mark and his normal voice. Oh, not sorry. Nigel. Right. So, do you need me to do this? It's Nigel. Oh, that, I that. just realized Fucking that. Nigel. <laughs> I just realized this is nobody's hearing him. Exactly. Yeah. I know, it's are you nice. allowed? Are you allowed to use oh, Nigel on a different Ni- podcast? Nigel's fake. Yeah, I think Ooh. I just did. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, is that cat out of the bag? Twenty years later. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking Nigel's the best. <laughs> what a character. So yeah, so Mr. Tony's happy doing the podcast. He's yeah. got free reign to say whatever he wants. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, but I mean, not that he's saying anything controversial. No, it's still the same show, but it's just it's just you know on a different you know format. PTI okay. is still the franchise, still yes. kicking ass. Yep. Him and Will Bond. Yeah, uh, he belongs to Columbia. He bitches about anything he can find a, <laughs> a reason to bitch about. That's Tony's deal. Yeah, life is good for the guy. You know, he could keep doing this until he's a hundred, like Sid Hartman did in Minneapolis. I know. How about that? Huh? Piece, yeah, melancholy, happy trails to Sid yes. Hartman. By the way, he told a story on the show the other day that you would appreciate. He was playing, and I don't know what kind of ball he had, but it was a nice ball, maybe a Pro V one or something like that. And 
there was confusion with another golfing party in front of them, and somehow he wound up with a pinnacle, and he was like, this is a terrible ball. And, and he's like... Jesus and, Christ. And, pinnacle is a terrible ball. That's a fucking rock. <laughs> right, that's what he, he was like. And he's like, and I was fueled by anger for like... and I, But like he used that, and he like... I channeled the next, it. Yeah, yes. he channeled like part of the next three holes. He was like, it's the best I've played in years. Par birdie, par, par birdie. <laughs> because because I had a fucking pinnacle. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee you, if he had that pinnacle in play, he was not making pars and birdies. <laughs> oh god so we're here in the parking lot of match <clears throat> man my voice is really i was dry. gonna ask that <clears throat> yeah there you go it's dry okay uh, it's, it's dry it's dry my voice it's is peter, dry. peter brady situation it is the uh the van here needs a little refrigerator but i don't want to encumber on the space too much it's already okay a bit can I, i'm gonna describe this van because when he said van months ago i thought van from Bad news bears are breaking training. <laughs> this is nice as shit, people. It's not eh. bad. It's a Ram 2500, which was upfitted by Waldock Upfitters in ding, Minnesota. Ding, ding. <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't give me that much of a break, if anything, oh, okay, but so don't mind. ding them, unding them. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's right, it's just below an actual RV. And it's more than just a van. Have you yeah. taken it on you can, vacation? You can, you can stand up in it. Uh, yes, took it to, to Hilton Head with the family. Air conditioning went out the morning that we left from Virginia. Oh, that's of a course. great ride. Nine of hours, course. no AC. Oh. Got it fixed in Hilton Head. Worked for three days. Went out the day we came home. Oh. Nine more hours back Ooh. with the AC not working. That's, that's, it's been fixed since. Yeah, so the daughters no. will love. They'll remember that trip forever. Yeah, truthfully, <laughs> yeah, they will. They were they were pretty good about it. They could have complained more than they did. They were pretty good troopers. I'll be honest with you. I've been in the back of a lot of vans with men, and this is the nicest one. Bet you have. <laughs> now, how do you escape them normally? Do you just <laughs> okay? Do you use the Vaseline from your backside to slip out of the handcuffs? How does that work? Can I tell you a true story? Yeah. No. True story. No, only made up stories. I, yeah, because I don't know if I want to hear this now. Walking back, when I first moved to, to D.C., and this is like the early 80s, I'm walking back from a metro station to my house, about three or four miles. Sunny day. I was like 13, 14. I was like, whatever, man. I'm just walking. It's a good day. And this van pulls up right next to me. And he goes, hey, you know how to get to so-and-so street? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you go up that way and take a right. And he's like, do you need a lift? And what did I say? Like a moron? Yeah, thank you, sir. Sure. A van. A yeah. van. Unmarked? I, uh, it. Well, I mean, there are things that stick out of my memory now, but it's a yeah. pretty nondescript But once van. you were done getting raped, you would not remember them to tell the <laughs> yeah. cops what it was. I get Sir, the describe the van. I don't know. My <laughs> anus hurts. <laughs> that's all I can describe. I remember what the carpet looks like, but that's it. <laughs> Um, so we literally drive like maybe like five seconds and the guy says something, you know, like, how you doing today? I'm like, I'm okay. You want a joint? And he goes, what's your name? And I say, Mark. And he says, my name's Dave. And just the way he said it, then my radar went off, and I said, "Oh no!" Then, wait a minute, your radar went off. We drive maybe another five seconds, and he he doesn't even turn to me. He's just looking straight. He goes, "So, are you feeling horny?" And I was shut like, the no fuck yeah, up. no. And I I was like immediately started to open up the van, like the door, and like I'm like we're going like thirty, and I was like falling out. And he's like, "No, no, I'll pull over." Like, and I get out, and I like just fell out of the van, and he just drove off. Ladies and gentlemen, that is white America. <laughs> <laughs> that is right there. That is white America. I can't. No. I can't. Okay, let's try the story with me. Do you want to get in? Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. I can only think that I was his first attempt. 
I got it. He was nervous, and he just he was like, "All right, all right, fine, fine, you can go. It's okay." I gotta say, Jay, I don't see a lot of black guys hitchhiking on the side <laughs> no, of the road. No. It's not something your people do. No, we don't. For all the <laughs> for obvious, obvious reasons, reasons but right? That's what, yeah, because we could get right. Two guys you don't trust. Two guys who, well, the guy who drives a van, and the guy you see uh, wearing camo pants. Oh shit! No, you, yeah. don't, you don't trust either one of those Camel guys. Camel pant guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can't trust them. They're crazy. Them. Right. They're crazy. So coming back here today, I haven't been back to Rockville, sister city to Pinneberg, Germany. I saw the sign that's over there somewhere. Uh, ah, I forgot about yes. that. That's right. Sisters. I remember that. I know dumb it is. Yes, and this you know Rockville Pike here in Maryland is I call it the Boulevard of Dreams just because it has all this shit. It's got well, it used to have. <clears throat> it's got a Best Buy. It used to have a. Uh, uh, a Radio Shack that I would get off oh, buying shit. some at the end, right? <clears throat> buying yeah. some dongle or something. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I gotta get oh up the street. I'm sorry, <clears throat> right the street. Yeah, yeah. A Verizon store, mm-hmm. which I used to get so psyched when the new phones mm-hmm. came yeah. out. When was the last time you got excited about a new phone? Uh, are you excited about the iPhone 12? No, don't give a shit. Right? Don't no. give a shit. What number are you rocking right now? This one I is don't. my dad's, but the other one I have is an eight. I don't even know what this is. Five. This is a five. No, five. It's, no does it have, have a five. button? Uh, yeah, it's got a button. Yeah, so you're a button guy still. Okay, yeah. I'm not a button, oh, well, so what am there's, I? There's something. What's past the button? Well, they got rid of the button after 8. They oh, yeah. skipped 9. No button. So 10, Ooh. 11, and 12, no button. But wow. they did, with the iPhone 11, bring back a smaller model with a button. Because they realized some people like, like the, the fucking button. button. I don't mind, because you just swipe up and... I like the I like the face yeah, recognition. recognition. I guess I got it. All right, so let's go around the horn on the most fucked up shit we've seen in radio firsthand. <laughs> All right, name names. Let's start dropping some bombs. Let's make the rubble jump here. Okay, ain't nobody rehiring us. So That's true. Yeah, yeah. I'll go and first. The- I'll never forget Chuck Sapienza. Bless his heart. One of your favorites mm. saying to me and Andy, he's going over the quarterly hours of our show, the sports reporters in his office. And he's showing that, like, well, you know, 5.30 starts to drop off. And we're like, yeah, Chuck, have you heard our signal at 5.30? <laughs> In the winter, it goes to static, right? Yes, it does. And he says to us, and I swear to God, he goes, well, you're just going to have to find a way to be compelling enough that they're going to listen through the static. And at that point, I, I said. I got up and quit. <laughs> I can't work. I can't. By the way, we're going to each. You can tell your best Chuck Sapienza story. That was because we've each got one. So was, can I just ask a question? When he was telling the story, were his arms behind his head so you could with see the pit, stains. the pit stains that he had like he I used to do all the time? I don't recall that. But all, all I can think about was, you know what? I, I don't have any answer for that. <laughs> a guy in his fucking Lexus LS is with eight speakers and a stereo uh, radio is not listening through static. No. I don't fucking listen through static. Nobody does. Nobody does. It's no. 2010 or whatever it was. So yeah, so that was there. There's an appetizer for you right there. So Chuck was a producer like the rest of us. Produced John Thompson. He, this is when he was producing yes. Thompson, but he was in good with our uh, program director, High Pants. Oh, Bill Hess. Bill Hess. He's uh, over at MAL, so I, don't yeah. go too hard. I might have to that's send that's my that. resume I, to him. I work with Bill. We because you we, do. We okay. we we use the studio space when we could use the studio. So I work with Bill all the time. Bill and I get along great. So okay. this was Bill the day. This was the day Sean Taylor died, oh. and we were getting guests left and right, left and right. And I was working with Doc Walker, and Doc said, "Call Wilbon, see if he'll come on." And Chuck happened to be behind us talking, and then Doc goes, "Well." Let's save Will Bond for our show tomorrow. So I call Will Bond and I say, can you come on tomorrow? Not, today's not great, not tomorrow. Or tomorrow, you know, 
Tomorrow's better. Chuck hears that, runs to Bill Hess, and tells him, I'm hoarding guests. Like he told oh, on me. God. I was like, that wow. is the biggest pussy move ever. Hated him from that day on. That he told. Yeah, he was a big tattler. On another producer. Well, didn't but he? Didn't he have Shovers do the yes. back channel eavesdrop on the studios when the mics were supposedly off? That there was a back channel button you could hit in the studio and you could listen to conversations. Yes, this is a miserable human being. I well, because Chuck would do that to get intel on shows, right? And I remember confronting Tim about that. I was like, "Are you actually doing that?" And he said, "Oh yeah, it's great. You wouldn't believe what you could hear." And I said, <laughs> <laughs> "And I, I get along with Tim, and I'm like, hey, Tim, man, you can't do that, man. That's a, like that's a violation of like everything. Like there's a code. You can't yeah. just don't <clears throat> do that." Is it oh, true that bad. is it true that Jackson? and B. Mitch would say stuff, a lie, just yes. to see how quick it would get back. When, Ooh, when, when, false leaks. When yes. Chuck, yeah, it was like, let's let's smoke out the rat. So they would they would say something outrageous while they were in studio and Chuck was running their show. This is what they told me. And like before the end of the show, management would come down and be like, hey, is there a problem? Can we talk about something? <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh. Ah, yeah, please, is. please tell you, yours, is, yours might be the best. Which one? Is, which one? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the one about? The, the player you got. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a time I was – this is my second go-around there, and I, I can't remember if Chuck was the, the senior producer or he was the program director. But when uh, you would go send you know guest requests out, you would do it for the entire day. I would try and get stuff for you guys. Yeah. Just be like, look, it's from 10 a.m. to you know 7 p.m., whoever you can get. And I sent – you know, we were just trying to you know get stuff for everybody. And I got Andy Reid on with Coach. Yeah, you know, and that's a pretty good get. Yeah, and and I didn't, I don't need credit for it because whatever, it's for, it's for the team and whatever. And I love Coach, God rest his soul, love Coach to death. Um, Andy Reid is best. still alive. Andy Reid is still alive, <laughs> but he'll be dead soon. <laughs> just kidding, we'll all be dead soon. We don't worry, be. he's got the face shield; he'll live forever. <laughs> and 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 Chuck walks down into the office where I guess Coach and Doc were, and he just goes, "Coach, you won't believe who I got you for your show today." Shut up. Took total credit for it, and I'm wow. just like, "Are you kidding me?" Are you kidding me? Like, he told me that story. Come I was on. like, not shocked. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Believe so, that 100%. So my boy Castleberry, who I owe a lot to because he hired me way back in 99, um, when we moved radio stations from the Silver Spring studio, which was a shithole. To, uh, a to low, Yeah. Okay, the, let's go. To, whoa, whoa. But we had the best times. Uh, agreed. Spring. Silver dude, Spring was great. We had, like, we had the best fun times. One story, one story flat uh, cinder block building. Yes. With, with a flat roof that yeah. ended up leaking <laughs> one year. With me, with water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. A board. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Merle, our engineer at the time. We rest, have story. Rest, yeah, rest God peace. rest his soul. Is rest he dead? Peace. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Merle, Merle had in a. In the Philippines. Merle, with a hooker. Of well, course. we don't know about that. that we don't Mer- know about that. Merle, our engineer, would late at night, if you were there after I was doing a show, he would share with you pictures of his, you know, his- wonderful hookers and ladies of the night. He yes. would have a bottle of Jack Daniels in the, in the freezer. freezer. Yep. Yes. And I believe yep. he had a handgun with him. Yes, so there he did. was that. Yeah. So yeah. all that. But nice enough guy. G- wonderful guy. <clears throat> so brought anyway. Brought in one time. Remember that? He brought him. With- I talked to her like- for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was like what was her name? She was Vietnamese. We sat, yeah. Merle was doing work and she sat in the TNT studios with me while I was doing the Caps game. Yes. Talk to me for like 20 minutes. So, uh, so the, so the leak, the roof starts to leak and we go ahead and we put up, or Merle puts up plastic sheeting to catch it from pouring down into the board. On the board. Because it's a flat roof building. 
that's got gravel for a roof, which can't be that efficient. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to fix it. It was going to be like twelve thousand dollars or something outrageous, right? The yeah. Cheapo radio. Yeah. So it got so bad there were so many tarps up and they were starting to drip and leak and they put plastic packing tape over the outlets of the uh, studio. You know, one ten volt outlets, right? <laughs> right. And I'm like, this is fucking dangerous. And so I called OSHA. Yes, the original I, Karen. I, yes. I Karen. Here. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing that and laughing that they even called OSHA. I oh, called yes, OSHA please. and I said, "Y'all need to get down here now." <laughs> so I filed a report, and then like the next day, there was this little buzz that went through the building. Oh my god. Oh my god, so, uh, Maryland uh, occupational safety and health is here. Oh my god, and everyone has a buzz and I just sort of I was like Homer shrinking back into the bushes. <laughs> just sort of like this. <laughs> and so they go and they do the report and I'm just sitting there going, "Oh, they're going to fucking nail them. Like they're going to shut this place down. Didn't do we're going to have we're going to have 2 weeks off. They they leave, they go, "Okay, we're going to and then, like a day later, or two days later, I kind of was like, "Hey, Todd, uh, so what happened with that OSHA thing?" He's like, "Ah, uh, they just told us to put some better tape over the ducts and get the roof fixed eventually." And I'm like, "That's it?" And he goes, "That's it." Yeah, we moved, <laughs> like, and then fuck. we moved like a week later. Uh, was it moved? No, they fixed the roof. We moved shortly after that, but they yeah. did fix the roof. And I just watched those poor fuckers up there with snow shovels, yeah, taking the heavy white. Uh, river rock off the roof so they could redo the lining underneath it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, Sterno, as bad as it is inside, it's fucking worse up there. there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank God I'm in radio. I I love that Silver Spring. That was my. Remember the the month of the, uh, the shooter? Oh, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah, how? Yeah. Remember zigzagging to your car yeah, at night? Yeah. we were worried. Because you didn't know if you'd get fucking sniped in the middle of the night? Well, because somebody got shot very we're close very to close. There, the bus. Yes! The kid on the bus. Gas, the, no, the yeah. gas station. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like Cut the, shot. Was, yeah. Well, remember, I was doing stand-ups that day. They were like, they came to me and they said, we're pulling you off the show. We're sending you out to do field reporting. And I was like, why? And they were like, you know, because they are trying to make me a reporter at that point. And they said, there's been a shooting. And I was like, okay. I had no idea how big it was. And then you get down there and you're like, oh, my God, this is huge. Yeah, it was it yeah. was crazy. DC, we, DC we, sniper, that was so much fun. Holy shit! But we were standing out there because we always bullshit we, like after, on the way after out. After work, we would stand out there like for like an hour and and, and just talk. And, and remember the day Walker came out? Doc came out and just. It was like it, it was like the combine. I mean, yeah. he was like, "I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting he was out of like, here." You fools, to stay here if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> he was right too. All right, early, next up. Earlier today, Stern and I were talking about the infamous. There's like four moments from the old regime and everything. The Christmas party. Did you go to the Christmas party? The one that got Rod and Kitzmiller fired? <laughs> oh, is that his real name? I thought it was Blitzmiller. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, well, he was Blitz <laughs> no, that man, night. No, that's, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he got completely shitty and ended up in a snowbank. You, you went? No, I was not there. I heard about it. Okay, no, because Stern and I like to laugh because we're doing the show with Michael Graham. Rest in peace. I mean, his career, not him. He's not there. <laughs> I think he's still around. <laughs> yeah, he, he is, is. But his Conservative career. talk show pundit Michael Graham. Yeah. So Stern and I, our show ended at 7, and this party started at like 6. And I made it a concerted effort not to drink because I was like, you got to drive back to fucking Severin. So there's no, just don't be stupid. Don't drink. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I got there like 7.30. And the party was out of control at 7.30. Yeah. Stern gets there like 7.45, and it's even worse. It's like yeah. 2000, 2001? 2003. Uh, it's going to be three. I think it was three. 2003. Okay. And, so, and so, I, believe yeah. the, I believe the sales gal that he- uh, Lori Diamond. Uh, Lori Diamond. Yes. yes. Beautiful By girl. Yes. 
big old Juco imports up front. And nice as hell, by the way. Yeah, sweetheart. And and he <laughs> he got a little handsy with her. But, uh, maybe maybe smacked an ass. But the thing, the whole party was. was out of control. But he was like leading. He was the the tip of the spear. He was okay. drinking glasses of vodka like it was water. Yeah. And telling everybody about his time in Panama when he was in the military. Oh, and, I, I mean, that, it was yes. it was like all over the place. And it was like you walk in, it was like, have you seen Ron? <laughs> You're like, oh my god, and he's then, out of control right now. And then I think Jimmy Weisskopf, who was the general manager at that time, and Todd went over to him and they said, all right, you can't drive, man. So he gave up his keys. And literally, like five seconds later, went over to Jimmy. The general manager, head honcho of the whole place, grabs him by the shirt collar and goes, you've got my fucking keys. Give them to me. And they're like, and you're out of here. Yeah. And that's when he went and passed out in the snowbank in the bush. Yeah, that's when we said, we're going to have to cut you loose, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no, that's not what well, they cut him loose. No, yeah. no. They, they that, cut him loose because the next day he, he was, was doing, doing a morning, morning show, show for one of the sister stations. In like Bum F, Virginia. Yeah. And, and didn't show. Slept oh, through it. Yeah. And called in Sick. Yeah, they, when they finally got a hold of him, he said he was sick. But it's like, you do know that we're all part of the same company. And they're going to figure this thing out in like <laughs> five minutes. Came in to our station, though, to and do did an his update. updates. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. it was, by the way, do you and they drove him home. They put him in a cab and took him to Fred, not Fredericksburg. What, Frederick? Frederick. I think it was Frederick. Frederick. Yeah, Frederick. With another guy we're going to tell stories about who was in, yes. that, in the pantheon of worst people. Can I give you a guess? With. One of his many nicknames was Not So. Remember him? Oh, Trimmer. Thank you. <laughs> so they put him and Trimmer in a cab because Trimmer was drunk as hell and put them and drove them both out to Frederick. Now, Aaron Trimmer. Uh, let, me just, let me describe him. Yeah, okay. You want to describe him? No, he, I, no Aaron Trimmer. You're better at this Aaron Trimmer, born loser. Oh, by the way. Uh, Probably a nice general, guy, though. General manager of a cluster in Phoenix. Yeah, program director. Doesn't, doesn't shock me. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know what? Nice guy, born uh, loser. Not nice guy. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Born loser, <laughs> uh, uh, morbidly obese, but yes. enough to waddle around, yes. uh, nerdy, constantly paranoid about his job be- with rightful reason because yep. he was useless as tits on a bull. Yes. Yep. And you. he used to do what I call the trimmer laps where he would just walk laps <laughs> yep. through the building just yep. from one end would, to the other. Hoping someone would strike up a conversation with him. And exactly. nobody did. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, when you wear a 10-gallon cowboy hat into work in Washington, D.C., <laughs> When you shave your entire head, like, I'm not talking a buzz cut, when, you know. And that day, he, he comes in, he, like, Monday he had hair. Tuesday he comes in completely yeah. shaved. Yeah. And the silence as he walked in. That it's like everybody, for no reason. And do you know, way, do you that, know the, hell, that, I don't have hair. I'd love to but, have hair. I would never shave it if I had room, it. And, and by the way, that bullpen that we were in was. Oh, was it the 27 Yankees? It was. You couldn't do anything without getting your balls busted. Yeah. So vintage Scott Lynn, vintage Scott Jackson, Bram Weinstein, CJ, you could not get it. Galdi, who, by the way, is the sneakiest son of a bitch. And I hope he hears this because he, <laughs> oh, he's so one you of the couldn't guys do out there. anything without getting your balls busted. Now, do you know that ad, that insurance ad, where it's like if you turn into your father and there's somebody with blue hair walks into the, the, the store and the guy's like, we all see it. We, we all, all see it, it. right? I love that. Yeah, don't be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was all of us when Trimmer walks in with a shaved head. We're like, "Are you kidding oh, me, Butterbean? What's and, going on there, man?" By the way, still, and but this is the best one. Remember the day he tore well, his. Oh, well, before we get to that, just to draw closure, 
Aaron was in the cab ride home with Ron oh. that night. Oh. We don't know what happened in that cab ride. Ask We're not Galdi. Gonna, yeah, Ask Galdi. Galdi. Oh, certain things may have happened. Somebody we'll never know. Somebody touched somebody. The only yeah. person who knows is the cab driver, and he ain't talking. Oh, so. my God. But, yes, it, it, the funniest, the, the funniest Aaron Trimmer story ever is, is the, the cake story. He, he tore his ACL. Getting up for cake. We you remember that day. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yes. You don't remember this? this Fat is, kid tore his ACL this is, lunging for cake. Our wonderful cake. secretary, you, Peggy. Remember, remember, we had, remember Peggy we had birthday cake in the conference room every, every month? month yeah. We had one cake for the month. Right. Please go to the conference room. There's cake in the conference room. Please come there. In fact, they would shame you if you didn't go. If you didn't come right. in, Because right. I would be like, ah, fuck it. Right. And so I'm on the other side of Trimmer, like on the other side of the row of cubicles, and I'm walking around, you know, doing the walk. It's like, you got to go, like you said. And I hear this, ah! <laughs> and I walk around, and Trimmer is rolling around on the ground holding his knee. He had bolted up so fast and was, like, sprinting to get the cake. Fat he, guy sprained, blew it out his ACL <laughs> for the cake running call. for cake for well that call that, that says it all the right best there yeah. one ever yeah that's a good they had one. to bring an ambulance yes i remember that <laughs> yes yeah yeah an ambo yeah way, but my, that, that's my, the fun of radio there are so many fucking weird fringe characters my favorite nickname and they scott, come and go scott lynn gave him my favorite nickname because remember he was a big uva fan so he'd wear that big orange shirt yeah and so, and <laughs> scott lynn scott lynn like what's up kool-aid <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid. Oh my God, it was great. I think, I think Andy called him Shrimper. Elga, <laughs> <laughs> okay, another Andy was yeah. in there, and Andy is as brutal as anybody in the. Oh, the fucking Andy, long. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Andy, self unaware of his own shortcomings <laughs> or things he could be clowned on. Oh my God, Andy was yeah. brutal. And, uh, and if he didn't like you, Andy didn't care. No, yeah. he doesn't fucking care. Andy's Andy's <laughs> chin I, which, Andy's chin is like Randall Tex Cobb. Yes. He can fucking take anything and it doesn't phase him. <laughs> yes. And he's unaware of, like, he's mockable. He's like, well, it's fine. So like, you know. I, I saw Andy almost get in a fight at this <laughs> bank right here next to the matchbox where we're parked right now because the guy in front of him didn't have his shit together when he got to the window. Oh, God. And so he's like, oh, hold on a second. I need to fill this out. Okay. And Andy's like, hey, you know what? Why don't you move aside? And it got to be this big to do. And I'm like, You had to break it up. Yeah, and it was some country club guy that was not going to be a threat, but Andy was ready to jump him. Wow. Like, settle the fuck down, man. Andy did not like your uh, your former producer, Eunice. I remember he did not. Glenn? He did not. Glenn's on the podcast. He listens to this all the time. But Andy didn't like Andy didn't like me. I, Andy didn't like Eunice. I'm just saying. I I'm, not, I'm not speaking out of turn here. I'm telling the truth. I love Glenn. I have not seen Glenn in an awfully long time. We all love Glenn. Yeah, Glenn is a great guy. However, that However. being said. Okay, he here did, we go. However. Glenny, here it comes, buddy. He did something with you that is seared into my brain that I, it's a nightmare I can never escape. I was drunk and it was my first right, time. Right, no, right. It you was had some kind of boil on your back or something on your back shoulder or something like that, and you need ointment on it. And you said, Glenn, you got to put this ointment <laughs> on my back. Happen. I did not. Yes, you, you did. I don't remember yes, that. Yes, you did. I literally don't remember that. that You're lying did. now. <laughs> I happened. told him. Okay, that Glenn. Happened. Glenn, next time you're on, you can verify this. Yes. I don't fucking remember yes. that. Yes, yes, you had something on and I, the picture of you leaning over a chair and Glenn, Glenn lathering like, your back. Yes, yeah. that did happen. Yeah. Holy Not shit. Not making yeah. that shit My up. My bare back? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, in the office. Yeah, in, oh, yeah. The, in, in, in your office. In, in your corner office. Yeah. Yes. During... 
cor- Wait a minute. I never had a corner office. You had the office at the end. Yeah, that's not corner, Jay. The, uh, well, no the, windows. The end. Yeah. I'm Don't, sorry. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm making this shit up. <laughs> hey, I, I had a nice office over on 1801. It had a window. You bet you did. Yeah. yeah. And it had a, and I fucking slept in the afternoons there on my That was my a little, nice office. It was I a like nice that. office. It was very small, but I it made was. it out real he nice. Was like, it was good. He was like George. His office was like as really nice was. as George's. And then they then, you know, the new corporate overlords came in because the office the station changed hands more than fucking Kazakhstan, you know, with <laughs> invading armies. Remember it was East West? Or was it no no, was it what was the company the first time I got there it was it oh. wasn't Clear Channel. It was something before Clear Channel. East, West, North, South. North, something, South, something. something like that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so when the, when the new corporate overlords came in, they said, well, these offices don't have windows. We've got to put windows so that you can see in. So you're not pulling a Jeffrey Tubin, which could be another whole subject yeah. uh, for the podcast here. Wow. <clears throat> but, uh, Did so they not pu- see that. So they put in the windows so you, know, you could look in and make sure nobody was doing any hanky-panky. But I would sleep. During the day on the couch, and nobody wants to walk by clients or other people going, who's that fucking oaf <laughs> dead on the couch in there? So they granted <laughs> me permission to put up a little privacy curtain. Oh. And did I Jeffrey Tubin it to some Zoom calls? No, because Zoom hadn't been invented back then. Right. But I would have otherwise. <laughs> right. But you didn't, and that's what's important. I didn't. That's what's important, exactly. Do you remember, and this is a stern story, uh, down the hall from us, it was... An office full of the most insanely hot chicks ever. Oh, yeah. It was like a door. That was before we. That was before we expanded and took over that whole back sales area. Yeah. Right. So like the office, it was. It, if it, if you told me it was a brothel, yeah, I believe that. Okay, really? Yeah, very so attractive. Stern. What were they, promotions gals? What were they? What did they do there? Thank you. <laughs> I don't, I don't know they what they did, did there. there. I don't remember what we, we no, what no, they what did. No, no, what did they do? Yeah. I don't remember what they did, but. They made you horny. CJ dated one of those girls for a long time. But, really? but Stern yeah, was, tried to hook up with one, and one day he walked by the glass, and we're all looking like chips. Yeah. As he's walking by <laughs> with this insanely hot chick. Yeah, Katrina. Yeah. And, we're, and we're like, yeah, she was we're not, gorgeous. We're not How long did it last? Famous. What, what? Well, I was I was throwing heat. In fact, who's the guy? James Hernandez. Yes, we're all there. We're all down in that that love James. By the way, Listen, what was it, that now. Brazilian? Remember that Brazilian meat restaurant that was at the bottom? Yeah, yes. it smelled terrible. We went down there for drinks. There were like six of us. Hernandez said, "I have never seen somebody with game like that." Like he was literally, it was like we was like watching. About you, yeah. And, and by like, the way, Hernandez banged a lot of broad. Right, Hernandez, really good looking dude. Yeah, like super game. He was like, it was like watching Bob Gibson. Like it was like unbelievable. You just so where is she now? If you got so much game, uh, she's married with kids. Well, like, <laughs> not you. We were like, yeah, not me. Obviously, she came to her senses. You had game for one no, inning. One, yeah. No, like and then got like, lit up after that. Everyone was like, this chick's totally into you. Like, yeah, no, it's great. And then we all went out, and she was like, hey, have you met my boyfriend? And I was like, like oh. I need a big no. bottle of vodka. Yeah, she was boy. She friend zoned. She boyfriend zoned you quickly. Yeah, parked you right into that yeah. spot right there. And we were all she, like, "What's she doing?" And with she Stern? married. She married that dude. And then I was like, ah, "It's game over." And then and I went into a tailspin. And then I found out that she was only married to him for like eight months, and they got split up. So there's this window 
where I could have gotten together with her, but then she found some other dude who's like an upstanding human being. That's what hot girls do. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to turn the AC on. Let's get a little bit toasty in here in the free hugs and candy van. (laughs) This has been a very fun, wonderful romp down memory lane. It's been a little bit self-indulgent. Many of my listeners have no idea who these people are, but hopefully they enjoyed the stories. (laughs) When we come back, let's talk about the state of the industry, because Craig Carton today got another contract with W. F A N. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw okay, that, that happened. <sighs> it happened. So oh. I want to talk about the state of the industry, where oh. it is now, where it's going, God. and and then we could talk about Tubin to a Zoom meeting. This Jeffrey Tubin thing. I've got some theories on this. <laughs> All right. So let's take a quick break, and we'll do that next. All right. So here we are. The state of the industry. Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service. Absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football's going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet, or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something-something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. Tree is interesting. Sports talk radio. I mean, it's just, it's still, there's so many stations doing it, so many markets doing it, so many markets have multiple sports talk stations in them. ESPN has become just one constant take factory. Jay, do you remember when the only ounce of opinion appeared on ESPN back in the day? A 30-minute window by Valerio Productions on a Sunday morning, a show called the sports reporters. Oh, oh that right. was the best TV ever. God, it was great. But it was the only place on ESPN that, they that did, contained opinion. Bill Roden, the guy from Philly who died. Who Lupica, Bill Conlon, who Bill liked Conlin. the little boys. Yes, I was saying. Unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Mitch, Al- Mitch Album. Tony. Mitch Album, yeah, the uh, the uh, plagiarizer. Yes. Tony and yeah. <laughs> Tony and, and other, other people. Um that was the only place that opinion Host, existed. It, did Dick Schaap host that? Was yes. that him? He's hosted the early, but then yeah. they turned it over to, I think John Saunders might even have yeah, a run. I, John Saunders did host that for a while. So but then the, right. the, next, be- the next big jump to having opinion about stuff going on in sports was PTI with yep. Mike and Tony. And then they brought on Around the Horn. And I'll never forget, I played golf with uh, Tony at Caves before that show debuted. And he was just like... This fucking show is going to ruin our shows. He was pissed that they were doing another opinion, opinion show. show. But it turns out he didn't have anything really to worry about because his show is still good and people like the Tony Mike dynamic. Yeah. 
Um, and then they just blew it up from there. They expanded it to the point now where it's all opinion all the time. And the quality of the opinions and the takes at ESPN has gone straight into the shitter. That's 100% true. I, I knew it was well, going in a different direction when the Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre show got canceled. Yeah. I, I knew I was like, well, maybe they're running out of opinions because well, this, this, that show, well, not should have worked. Did you no. like that show? No, because I like Bomani a lot, but Pablo is unrelatable. He's, I know. But he, and he's unrelatable to, and that's why Tony and Mike are great because they're relatable. That's why Around the Horn, because people like reality. He, and he's a yeah. nice dude, but really right, nobody yeah. knows who Pablo Torre is, and it just nobody knows who Bomani Jones is. It just didn't work. I mean, the problem with PTI is that it was so good. That, you know, I mean, success breeds imitation. So it's like, all right, right. let's just do different versions of this. And nothing was going to capture that chemistry that Mike and Tony have. I mean, they built that up over the time in the post. Yeah. And, and it's just a unique thing. And, and I, I, I don't know. I, but I, now, now, every day in, uh, on ESPN, they've got to come up with a driving narrative take. So for the whole yeah. day. Tuesday, part, yeah. Tuesday morning, I saw Chiron. Can the Chiefs be stopped in the AFC? Well, fuck, they just lost to the Raiders. Yeah. I think that question just answered itself. Well, they had two today, besides that one. And that's also, should the Browns move on from Baker Mayfield? It was on every show. Does, okay. Doesn't yeah. feel reactionary. They're four and one. He's got a rib injury. Right. They're playing <laughs> a team that dominates them. Right, right. Yeah. He but, gets fucking waylaid. He's knocked out of the game, and now they lose. Right. Yeah. So, so let's get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... My love affair with ESPN, which was hot and heavy for a long time. Gold standard. We, you and I, are we're all the same age. Yeah. And growing up, I mean, it was like in the 80s and 90s, it was like, uh, I, I, this is, I have to have this. Like, multiple hours throughout every day. TV. Yeah, you just love, you couldn't get enough of it. And I've got to be honest with you, I don't really watch the network at all anymore. I just don't. I watch Tony and that's about it. they've reduced it to the basic formula of any cable news show yeah. just with sports and so yes. they have to drive false narratives yeah. and not false narrative but they have to cook up things yeah, and blow up things up. Yeah. and they just try and and i mean the lebron versus jordan takes all day every day forever until the the, the cows come home yeah yeah who cares at this point yeah the cowboys are a big story obviously because they have a big fan base but are they relevant no no. no, no, fucking two and four. Years. I'm sorry. You mean the first place Cowboys? Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's Dallas it's, week. That is true. It is Dallas <laughs> week. Let's get ginned up for that. So the one thing I always tell people is that back in the day, when I was doing sports radio and one on one sports in Chicago, and Illinois, ninety four, I, I was a huge one on one sports fan. Yeah, and back then there was overnight guys like Bobby Kemp. <sighs> Bobby Kemp was this nice guy, but. He was not going to be good at cocktail parties because he looked like a dude who never saw the light of day, mm. owns three shirts, washes them rarely, and just <laughs> loved baseball and sports. Didn't have a good voice, but he knew sports and he knew baseball, and he would go on these anti-Lasorda rants that were the stuff of legend about him being an overrated manager. Wow. Oh, my God. Tommy Lasorda, really? Yeah, and he would field calls all night like long. Fletch. Yeah. Tommy Lasorda? I hate But him. the reason that he had a job in the business was – it hadn't proliferated. It hadn't exploded yet everywhere. And you had to know a certain about, a bit about sports to have opinions. 
because you couldn't just grab takes from the endless take factory that is the internet, social media, ESPN, etc. You had to have an idea, an opinion that could be supported with something that would carry an hour of radio. Now, just have a name, a la Mike Golick Jr. and Chenna, whatever, whatever. Chenique Adobe. On the morning show. She's a WNBA player. I actually like Golick Jr. how about that? I think Golick Jr. is good. Okay. All right. You don't? No. Do you like the fact that his dad got got him that job? I wonder how he got his job. Just like. The nepotism does drive you crazy, right? Whether he's good or not. Chris Collinsworth's son. He has a job on Sunday night in America. Yeah. How about Chrissy Sims? Another one, right? uh, Yeah. I mean, you just go, well. I guess that works for Did people. you ever think of changing your name to Jay Freeman and say you're Morgan Freeman's kid? Yeah, you know. I mean, look, there could have been worse strategies. I That's... told you that all the time. Come you on. never listened. Sterno, you do a Freeman, right? I don't do it. With, don't you do it with everybody. That's uh, the one you Morgan don't do. Freeman. I hope my friend Andy is safe down in Montenegro. Uh, I told Jay I'm very proud of him. <laughs> I can't do a Morgan Freeman. That's terrible. Jay, I, I should. So, how do I change my name to Jay Tarico? I'm not white. Can't do that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm not, a, I'm not a white guy no. from Staten Island. Don't you blaspheme in the house of Tarico? <laughs> this is the house of Tarico. Best play-by-play man this side of Joe Buck, and a sexual predator, and a dude who believes white. There you go. Okay, that, that's two, for you to work two out. Statements. Sexual, which are the 100. sexual predation was never proven, and I can't oh, they weigh just in on the white him thing. Twice. That's not proof. They suspended him twice out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> Oh, so whatever I say, it's ping pong. I get it. I, get it. I like that. Okay. Exactly. So now the takes are easily available anywhere. Yeah, it's just, They'll just... be spoon-fed to you. And television has decided, hey, we can just put anybody who looks good on. Hence the emergence of one Jason Fitz, the former drummer for, what was the band? Uh, band name Perry? You know who this guy is? I don't. Oh, I don't. I on don't ESPN, I, again, I don't watch. I really you don't watch. I, I literally yeah, don't watch. I don't know. And he seems I like a nice guy and everything. Okay, Will Kane is another one. Who the fuck is Will Kane? Where did he come from? Now he's over on 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 Fox, Fox about, Sports about, One. Who is Sarah Payne? <clears throat> again, right? Exactly. So, in other words, you don't have to know anything about sports. You can grab your takes off the fast food conveyor belt. And you can run with it. And that's what has made sports talk radio different in that you didn't have to be invested as a hardcore fan that had big ideas about this guy's no good, that guy's a better GM, I know this player, that player. The knowledge asset of it has been devalued to absolutely zero. Now it's just how can I get clickbait and people right. watch yeah. my TikTok video. And it would, it would help to look good for TV because they hire people who look good on TV. I look like a troglodyte. They don't want me on TV. Oh, Plus no, I have rogue no. opinions that would not sit with the corporate hierarchy. Well, that's true. But right, exactly. But Jason Fitz knows how to dance for the man. Well, the but what I would say Jason, is, what, I have no idea. I have no idea who that is. Now I I'll find look him. Up Jason um, Fitz. What I will say though is, and and this ties into the world of podcasting. I think that people are always going to be drawn to great personalities, people that are smart and funny, of which you are both, Steve. Thank you. Um, and I think people will always find those shows. Because I think more and more, I don't know where the world of terrestrial radio is going. I don't think it's it, going great places it, right now. It'll stay around as long as there's cars and traffic. Right. But its glory days are behind it. Yeah, and I think more and more, and that's why there's 5 billion podcasts. But when you find somebody 
that you really click with that you're like, I want to hear what this person has right. to say about just about anything. And because podcasting gives you the freedom, you're not like, oh, crap, we've got to, we got to pay attention to the clock. we got to get out for traffic Correct. or weather or whatever. It's time-shiftable as well, which people really like. Yes, you so, can get it where and when you want, however you want it and when you want it. Does Tony have listeners that listen to his podcast at double speed? To get through it faster, have you heard of podcast listeners that do that? Why in God's name would people do that? Yeah, why? why? What's the point? Just I have people. It? Yeah, Just because it's it. like crack. They're like, get that shit in me faster. Go 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 go. They wow. literally, and, and it's funny because I would talk sometimes about how I obsess about sound quality and I want to make sure it's the best it could possibly be, and they're like, yeah, but I listen at two x speed, so it doesn't matter. And I'm like, what? They're I, like, yeah. They go, I've got a, a bunch of podcasts I like, and I like yours. But there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours I'm in a, on a train or in, you know commuting. Right. Well, so that's real, and they don't care crazy. that I sound like a doubly fast. They just want to hear what I have to say. I've I've accidentally hit that speed adjustment when I'm on the treadmill, and I think I'm having a stroke, and I'm like, I can't do this. I need I just want regular regular speed. You know, that's not such a big deal. Okay, I'm reading the Jason Fitz biography and this is the best there he part. is right yes. there that's a good looking dude having a long having a long-term contract under his belt is new for fitz 41 who found the music business unstable at best <laughs> in his six years with the band perry and you jumped into radio sure yeah because okay the only I, thing that, i think he right. was the drummer and you know what drummers are expendable as fuck. Well, just ask Pete Best. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that, this is what pisses me off about that. So I've been doing, I'm in, you know, in radio since 96, I think is when I started. And I, all I ever wanted to do was my own show. I just wanted my shot. I worked hard. I thought I, was, I had the talent to justify giving me an opportunity. Remember your baseball show? Yes, baseball roundup. Baseball roundup. Yeah. Yes. Do you I'm, remember that? that I'm from one to one fifteen. Yeah. When it first started, it was only on <laughs> during the season, and occasionally Todd would be like, "We're preempting you, so it's only going to be a half an hour show." So with commercials, it was like twelve minutes, and you're like, <laughs> "But you did it because you're like, it. I, I want to do it." I, I, yeah, and I was like, and that's all I ever wanted was my shot, and nothing kills me more than somebody who's just falls into this and be like, "Yeah, I thought it'd be kind of fun," and some jackass executive goes, "He's the former drummer for Perry. Let's get him in here. Yeah, let's do it." It's like, hey, see me with my hand up? I've been here working hard. I've earned my shot. And guys like me, yeah. we just don't get that and shot. And that's the one thing you mentioned, <clears throat> FAN. And that's the one thing about F- oh. FAN promoted from inside. Yeah, they used to. I mean, Mark Malusis was a producer I met at the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. Right. And he's now, like, he hosts shows. Yeah. That's how I thought it was supposed to but, be. But all of our speaking of the Super Bowl, that is the most depressing week oh, whenever God. they send me to Radio Row because oh, it's terrible. It, it hammers all the same guys. Well, it all the same guys, and it hammers home the fact that we're all just low-level tribal chieftains back in our markets. Hundred <laughs> percent that are able to shake down the local villagers for our fame. <laughs> and it's, That's funny. It, it, That's it funny. is very humbling, you know. None of our shit is any better than anyone else's shit. You know what I mean? Our takes aren't better. Our Everybody's opinions aren't better. Our knowledge the, is not deeper. Everybody sounds all the same. Our shtick, our production, it's just basically it's all within a certain margin. It, it doesn't fucking matter. It is fun, though, to walk around with your eyes closed and just hear everybody talk. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, it's fantastic to see you. This is a fantastic coverage. Hey, I'm going to get back to you just after a second, okay? i got to talk to these guys over here. <laughs> and then, they, then they're laughing like hyenas when Jerome Bettis comes by doing oh, his 29th yes. yeah, interview yes. and you take the headsets off. Man, that was great. That was great. Hey, bus, let's get a picture. And then the he bus walks away. His handlers are like, okay, we're over here now. 
We're yes. at this table. This, and, this, and is, the, this, is, in, this see, is in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> this is Moline, Illinois. Yes. Yes. Moline. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they're the Redbirds AAA affiliates. Yes. Tom and John. Right. Tom oh, and John. God. Yes. Yeah. But hey, it, it again. It beats being up on the roof shoveling rocks That's off. That's your joke. Better than than than. than well, no, you no you. What you uh, piping uh, slapping tar on a hot roof? Slapping right, yes. swinging a hot tar mop yes. on a roof. That's what it be. That is why I like going to the Super Bowl with Tony. And the couple of times that we've done that, because he doesn't want anybody. <laughs> He's like, right. He's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And we go, and be- rightfully so. And we go before anybody's broadcasting. We're there like, and there's like, you know, vacuuming around. Oh we're yeah, in and out. I do. <laughs> we did that. Oh yeah. We were there so early. Yeah. All you heard was us, uh, Mike and not Mike. Um, FAN's morning show yeah. was there. Yep. And the people vacuuming. Yeah. <laughs> that was like. That's it. Yeah, because that was mornings on Fox. What Super Bowls did you go to with us? I went to two, and now I came. Jacksonville and the one, whatever. So you were in Jacksonville where yeah. we were sleeping in the creepy apartment because yes. they didn't have enough hotels. Yes. 35 minutes away down by Jacksonville my Beach. Favorite, <laughs> my favorite story from that was a Zabin exclusive. So we had a woman who was like second in command. Annie. Annie Zadarevich. Annie Zadarevich. Wonderful woman. Oh, I remember, nervous as I remember a, her tales of her, yeah. Nervous as a cat in a fucking room full of uh, tigers. So she comes in. Our dogs. And we're just wrapping up the morning show. And she goes, well, I listened to you guys coming in. You guys sounded great. It was awesome. And Zabin goes, we're not on in this market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I meant this. I did it. You know, she was like, tap dancing like Fred Astaire, you know, because oh, I just knew it was bullshit. I'm like, right. fucking oh, don't, don't snow me, me on this bullshit. You sounded that. great. You guys yeah. are sounding great. Not you specifically, but people in general are sounding great. Sounded great. Keep it up. I love your stuff, kid. Really good takes, man. You're going places in this business. Yeah. That was the year that on Monday after the game, uh, Andrew Siciliano and Van Earl Wright, who oh, were doing the morning show for Fox Sports Radio, got so hammered the night of the Super Bowl. At that thing. They slept in. Oh, no. And missed the first hour of their show. We had to fill in yes. and stretch for an hour extra because they had fucked up. Van Earl Wright, a guy who. Rose to fame on CNN. CNN doing that. Says, I'm Vanner Wright. Vanner Wright. Yeah. You know, he had, he had like a growl shtick going on. Yeah. It, as he was, his the last rung of his career was getting a job with Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> that was it. And they were trying to tell him, look, man, you got to watch football on Sundays to be conversant. <laughs> and he, yeah, because he wouldn't watch NFL Sundays. That's a good note to hey, get yeah. somebody. Right. And so. <laughs> Here's the MLB, cha- MLB channel. We you must watch MLB games. Oh. He, like, say, yeah. he told down. he told I think our program director. I forget if it was Andrew Ashwood. May he rest in peace or not. He said, "I got better things to do on a Sunday than sit around and watch the NFL." Well, do them and just don't morning work here. radio nationally syndicated host. Yeah, when Stephen A. Smith was at his low ebb, he had lost everything at ESPN, and he had nothing else going on. His agent was able to get in the ear of Fox Sports, and they said, Zabin, you're out. Stephen oh, really? A. is in. He lasted 10 months and then started climbing back I, up the ladder again. Yeah. Yeah, and I, then, I, I can't cry white privilege on that one because that's one of the <laughs> most – that rise back up from Stephen A. Smith because he was doing, like, political talk show. He was like, yeah, he was no, on Mark Levin's show yeah. as, like, a regular contributor, which is weird, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I can't cry race on that one. <laughs> 
I got to take a knee on that one. <laughs> I got to take yeah. a knee on that one and not a Kaepernickian not knee. Not a Kaepernick, yeah. As yeah. it is. I can't explain Stephen A. Smith. So anyway. But the Craig Carton one, oh, yeah, so, I'd like yeah. to get. That so, one makes me very angry. For, oh, of course. For those, I don't know how much. The industry shouldn't hire fucking scammers and criminals and felons. It so doesn't look what good. Was, what was it? it? Was something about tickets? Or... He had a ticket agency. He embezzled yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah, and then blamed it on a gambling problem or something like that. Yeah, he was a degenerate gambler who would go down to Atlantic City, blow it all on blackjack, and he would raise money under a charity guys, which is the sleaziest of sleazy guys. Yeah, and then embezzled millions of dollars and had a ticket brokering scheme. And it was like it was like the movie. Uh, what was the one with Adam Sandler that recently came out? Uncut Gems. Yeah, Uncut. Did you see it? Yeah, loved it. Good, right? Yeah. Shall I watch that? Yeah, yeah it's good. good. You'll By like the way, it. when you're talking about this, I was thinking KG's another movie. In it, so you'll like it. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember Owning Mahoney? Remember that? That's another no, great one. I've yeah, heard of it. Seymour Hoffman. Oh, I've heard oh, of it. Oh, yes. Heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I gotta yeah, watch it. yeah. It's 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 a dark yeah. tale of gambling. Right. So so yeah. So that's what Carton did, and they're like, well, but you know what? He's well known. He's well. He's more well known now. Because he was the asshole that scammed millions of dollars, went to jail. Now he's out of jail. His takes are edgy. Name value. Let's put him in there. He's paid his debt to society. So now they're, are they rushing out Joe Beningo? Is that I don't it? know. Or isn't F- Evan, Evan Roberts is, Evan, I guess, going to do the show with him. Isn't oh. FAN, FAN, rather, aren't they getting their ass handed to him right now? Don't know. They're, them in this, the New York, the other station, ESPN station, they're like kind of going. Michael, yeah, Michael K. K. finally beat Francesca yeah. in the yeah. end. Yeah, 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 that yeah, ain't yeah. saying much. Yeah, people Fran- finally figured oh. out Francesca's a fraud. Oh, Francesca at the end, it felt like watching Willie Mays in the outfield with the Mets. That guy who does Funhouse oh. really exposed him badly. He, he he exposed him so bad that then they like try to pay to take his stuff down. Uh, they didn't pay, but they filed a copyright claim and okay. it prevented him. From using the clips, but then they relented because that they're like, "Hey, Mike, this is the only guy that's making you relevant." <laughs> is your, yours, is your he? fucking lies, huh? That guy's yeah. a fan of yours. <clears throat> does maybe a pseudo fan? Is. I think he is. I uh, reached out to him. I said, "Would you do an interview?" He goes, "No, nah, I really want to stay anonymous." Okay, I can sure he's got a I lot like of enemies. That. I get that. I like that. Yeah. So I tell people all the time now. I say you do not want to get in this business because it has zero portability. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how good you are. People might say, "Oh, you know, what if you were to work in New York?" I go, "I'm not in New York. I haven't spent my years there. I don't know all the little controversies about Derek Jeter, this time that Rivera, blah blah blah." You have to be that kind of thing. So there's very little portability. At most, there's one or two shops in any market that you could go to. Yep. So it's very limited in that regard, and the knowledge is fucking useless. Yeah, great. I can remember the time. That Morgana, the kissing bandit, ran out at second base and did this or that or whatever. Yeah. I listened to uh, a Pittsburgh station on the iHeart app because I'm a Steeler fan, so I like to listen. And there's a guy who does a show from 7 to 9, and he could only be in this Pittsburgh market. And I'm like, that's that's what the the beauty of radio was. Well, and that's why it'll never go away, I think, because there's always going to be that localized, I want the guy that's going to talk about right. there's, there's who has team. the wealth of knowledge of right. years and years and years and years right. of doing this. Yeah, that, but this yeah. guy knows every Pittsburgh trivia because, yeah. you know, that's his town. And I mean, you Now, I will s- say there is some portability if you go to, like, a Sunbelt city. If you go to Tampa or you go to Arizona. there's no real fans, no real home fans. Right, exactly. It's not sure. as steeped as... Boston, New York, Baltimore, Philly, Chicago, Detroit, yeah, Chicago, yeah. that kind of stuff. There yeah. you've got to be authentic. Yeah. I Plus, there's so much competition. I mean, there's so many different things competing for people's attention right now. I mean, it's there's yeah. you know, it's so easy for people to consume 
a million podcasts, music, I was whatever say, movies. Why, why listen to a show? I can listen to a podcast. Yeah, so it's just and again, if, if when if you're working, you all listen day, to a show because of the immediacy, because it's Monday after a big football game. And I yes. want to, I want to hear, and you actually, want to hear the hosts take. You want to hear, you want to hear callers too. That's you want to hear other voices yeah. in real time. I'm not going to say this out loud, but after Redskins on Monday, I listen to Saban. I swear to God. I Thank know. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. There is nothing more. <laughs> you enjoyable. must listen through the static. There is. Well, yeah, that's why we do. No, it. Alexa. Um, play. Night. Oh, you play. Oh, the app. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The goddamn app is a disaster, by the way. By People the way, complain to me all the time, and I'm like, bro, I don't run the app. The yes. company runs the app. They jam it full of pop up ads. It's glitchy. What? It's got problems. Yeah. Urban one. Effing something up. <laughs> hey, oh. it's not just them. iHeart. The, yeah, the app that runs true. my it's morning show out of Milwaukee, people complain. They're like, God damn it, this thing keeps doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, I don't run that. I'm sorry. By the way, there is nothing more enjoyable for anyone on the East Coast. Dry, I think they still do this on um, WIP. They don't broadcast the games. They just take calls during the Eagles games. Oh, really? And it's the most entertaining thing you'll ever come across. They're like, can you believe what they just did? They got to fire Fucking this guy right Peterson now. punted <laughs> so instead great. of going for it. When Reed was the coach, they'd Who be like, oh, my God, worked. fire this guy now. I thought brilliant. I, I thought IP had the rights to the games. Maybe, did I, they lose them? This, maybe it was back in the day they didn't have them. I don't know. No, I and just, I'm going up to Philly this weekend. I'll get to the bottom of it. Thank oh, you. Oh, visit the family. Yes, the yes, in-laws. Yes. And I'd, I would like to visit Harry Mays, my buddy, who was doing the show with Who's Bruno. very funny, by the way. He I is hear. funny. Love the Bruno thing. I loved Tony Bruno, and I still love him to a certain degree, but what he did was not helpful for bald, white, 50-year-old men in the business. <laughs> him getting canceled is not good for guys oh, like me. Yeah. Because I look like him. I, and well, if I have opinions that are strong that are not politically correct, they think, oh, it's, it's another just, Bruno type. It's another Bruno type. And what he said was <laughs> he walked right into the face of it by saying that NBA players, most of them can't read. You can't do that. He could have pulled up short of that. Yeah. And while he maybe he's at a point in his career where he doesn't care anymore, right. doesn't need the he's money. He's the old grandfather now. It's, it's fucking bad for us in the industry still trying to get a job. I, yeah. but I still have wonderful feelings about Bruno. On Sunday, that three-hour show that they did on ESPN Radio, which oh, yeah. I still say is like oh, I remember catching one of the that was top a great show. That's ninety-nine, which ninety-eight, like ninety-nine, top four yeah. or five best shows ever. We have a final. I just <laughs> yeah. I, no, he's great, most talented guy to ever do it. But obviously, <laughs> had gotten to the point where he was sick of the bullshit. Well, and I think at some point, and, and he had a good deal going too. He had really built himself. Him and Harry had a nice yeah deal to build back up upon they had this nice basement studio they've been building out I'm like fuck man now you just need to go to work you know in the desert with brent god damn murray murray How about our boy murray I, I, yeah murray and uh and uh, don't Oster, wanna, right don't you want to take murray in the head and go murray look at you i know but i can't he's too big <laughs> he's six nine he's six. i know tall as exactly. drinking water ever one of the, honestly though one of the genuinely nicest nice, guys i've ever yeah. worked so with. as an intern yeah Love, I loved him, Murray. Yeah. Very, yeah. very happy for him. Yeah. You know, if you follow me, he's now Bob and Brian's guy. Oh, that's and right. People yeah, are yeah, like, yeah. how is that, man? You know, They gave him a job. What am I supposed to do? Right, exactly. Don't hire Murray? I'm it's... like, I'm glad he got it, not somebody else. By the way, one of the finalists he beat out was Bruno. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Murray beat out Bruno. Good for Murray. Yeah, for that on his job. resume. Good for Murray. And, and the reason was, was because I brought Murray to Zay Vegas, where Bob and Brian had come out one year, and Bob struck it up with Murray, and they, they liked each other, had some good laughs, and so there was good chemistry there. I'm like, that's great. That's has, awesome. By the way, has that union ever come full circle? 
or is it still? No, nah, we're we're the ships have sailed opposite directions. That's fine. I I harbor no ill will, but you know they they didn't quite take it as well. Like well. every now and then, Zay would do something on Bob and Brian, and he'd bring me in, mm-hmm. and I really like those fucking guys. They yeah, like you met they. you met those guys, right? Did you Vegas no, just, that one year? No, no, just on the air. Oh, okay, right. Because you would like to, a black issue. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would come on. <laughs> that is and, embarrassing. <laughs> Hey, guys, here's my black friend. Uh, <laughs> say hi to Jay. But Bob and Brian, I was like, these guys are funny as hell. Yeah, they'll know. They absolutely, man. Did I go on with them doing the Johnny Nest bit? I was think that the you guy? did. Yes, yes you, you did. did. That's right. Yes. I feel, I feel bad because by the time we were talking the about list, doing that. The listeners love Johnny Nest. I, I had done that bit like a million times, and it was like I've written every joke for this. I've just got nothing left now. But I know it's a fun can bit. I, can I stipend you somehow <laughs> to do Johnny Ness on the Milwaukee show? With you? My new one, yeah. I think people would fucking love it. They want me to do my guy, Jimmy Masterlock Dugans, but it's too hard on my voice, and I think it's a played shtick anyway. But Johnny Ness would be great. I'll, I'll, Maybe you know, an occasional one. Yeah, an occasional one we could do that. You don't have to stipend me, man. Well, You're an old friend, man. The, other, the other, the other, you know who I've been uh, uh, bending the arm of is the Capitals stadium announcer, uh, Wes... Wes not Wes McElroy. God damn. I hate getting old and, and senile. Um, Wes Johnson. Wes Johnson. You know who Wes Johnson is? Do not know who Wes Johnson is. Yeah. He's no. the voice of the Capitals. Okay. Oh. He used to be like almost 350 pounds, lost all the weight. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And, and kept his voice? That's yeah. And he does, and he does, he does uh, video games. Uh, he does characters in video games. I've always wanted to get into that game. Whoa. You know how many voices I do in accents? I'm like, I You need- should talk to him, although he I- probably don't want to give you any help because he doesn't <laughs> want to keep all the job. Yeah. We don't need you anymore, Wes. We've got this guy Mark now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden all these Christopher Walken characters would come out on video games. It would be great. Yes. Come on, Fantastic. give me some Christopher Walken. Right. Steve, I'm not going to do that for you right now because I'm here wow, with Jay, who's a fantastic guy. <laughs> I, I'll never forget looking at Wikipedia one day oh, and seeing they listed the top walking impersonators, and fucking Stern is in there. I know that was. When I'm I like, made it. what? Yeah, on yes. Wikipedia, oh, Wiki, yeah. they took it down yeah. since then. But this was up there. Yeah. You, you were listed as one of the top guys. <clears throat> yes, yeah, I was. it was like him, the kid toucher from Hollywood. What's his name? The actor who did House of Cards. What can I? Oh, Kevin Spacey. It was you, Spacey, and Billy Bush. Anyway, like yeah. So, uh, so Wes Johnson, I created a uh, character, Tommy Three Team Malone, <laughs> and Tommy Malone's claim to fame was that he said, "I invented the three team parlay." <laughs> That's brilliant. So, <laughs> so, so every week he gives us three picks, and he's like, "This thing's coming home." Three team. This is Tommy's three teamer. Never hit a three teamer. Of course, he wasn't making the picks. I was making the picks. So, I guess it was me not making the picks. Three team. I think so, I did yeah. a bit. Um, I think we had Walken coming in making picks or something like that. Or I did maybe it was Johnny Ness, and it was uh, was remember the producer Aaron Aaron Leisner, I think that was his last yeah. name. I remember I did it the first week, and the bit was not to get the games the right. The guy it they was, fired me for, and then fired yes, him like yeah. uh, a month later. <laughs> he was not real strong. Yeah, yeah. And I remember because it wasn't about getting the games right; it was always just about jokes. Yeah. And so after week one, he's like, uh, "Yeah, so." Um, your record last week was one and two, and I was like, no, "You're not give a shit about my record." No, we're not mentioning the record. The record doesn't matter right. because every week I come in here, yeah, I'm three and zero. I'm right. always like, "I was, I was twenty five and zero last week." Come on, give me a little Johnny Ness for those who have never heard Johnny Ness because Johnny Ness's best thing was the, was the random penalty. stats that yeah. the system plays. <laughs> yeah. So pandemic teams on the road before more less than four thousand fans. 
in in states that voted Democrat the last cycle yes. are an astounding. Did you seventeen one and one all time <laughs> ATS? Did you know that Ron Rivera is an unbelievable seventy five and five against the spread when he's the coach of the Washington Football Team in games played before November when there's a global pandemic going on? So take the Redskins, lay the three points against the Cowboys this weekend, and if I'm wrong, not only can you sleep with my wife, I'll drive you too to have a wonderful steak dinner, then to the Ritz Motel. Hotel, rather, where you can have wonderful sex all night long, and then you can come and punch me right in the face. That was yes. my favorite that Johnny would, what yes. he would do. The outrageous, the outrageous yes. promise yes. 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 with the insane... If if I'm wrong, exactly. <laughs> but all those guys were molded on the scamby cappers of the late 90s on cable TV. Yes. Another thing that has basically gone away. It's gone. Although, you know who still lives on Barstool, and he's hilarious, Stu Finer. Oh, oh really? I, oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Did not know Steve that. Stu Finer wow. is because, you know, Barstool Sports does this hilarious handicapping show with El Prez and Big Cat and Stu Finer where they, they relive all those tropes, you know, That's on funny. why to bet, how to bet, and everything else. But those used to be a staple of betting on the NFL, these insane scamdy cappers. Another great morning. So. Uh, uh, Fox brought in Pharrell and the Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell on the bench, yeah. Oh, Pharrell on the bench. Hey, 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 hey. just had enough <laughs> because Pharrell would just say, "I am a documented seventy-nine and four. Yeah, and Zayn was like, "No, you're not." Show, you were like, "You got to show me these receipts, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to exactly. show me these receipts, right? Because you just can't make these outrageous claims. That's you're driving an eighty-five Sebring. <laughs> you're not seventy-nine and four. So, so this is my my last my last. So Zayn was out on vacation, and Scott's out on vacation. Mm -hmm. So it's me, Galdi, and Pharrell. Mm -hmm. And I hooked him up with guests, and but the dude had like nothing to say. So he literally just started like interviewing me and Galdi, yeah. and Galdi, that fucking son of a bitch. And I'm saying that with love. <laughs> Galdi takes off his headphones and goes. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> He's just interviewing us. He's getting paid this money. All right, because Galdi is the king of prep. He yes, king of yes, over he prep, so yes. he, re he resents people that don't put in the work. God, I love Galdi. I want to get this him. on the record. I'm not sure I love any human being more on this than planet more than Albert Galdi. He is just the I best. I remember his age, age used to change. Like every week, you would say how old he was. Uh, no. 26, babe. 26. No, I, I couldn't keep 26. that straight. Damn. Like there, there was a, Gaudi and I worked together in the morning at like four, three and four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I dreadlocks and I cut him off one day. And Gaudi and I never talked to each other. Literally, we sat next to each other, yeah. like arm to arm. Just prepping. Didn't talk, to, just prepping. And he didn't notice that I cut my hair off. Until the show. That's how regimented Galdi He's was. He's like, oh, hey, looks like a new haircut on you. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what he was. God All right. God. And now his brother's running the Phillies. All right, we got one, we got one minute left. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this Jeffrey Tubin thing. Clearly he has an issue. He's an exhibitionist. He did it on purpose under the guise of, I bet I could get away with this. Really? That's what you think? Nobody jerks off. And mistakenly, oh, I didn't know it was on. Oh. Well, again, you're in like a conference call. You got like, oh, we're, we're on a break. Let me just take care of this real quick. Didn't a phone call come through and it was like a sex phone call? Apparently. Now, I've not seen video of this. Did anyone record it? Ooh. <laughs> I'm not sure. I want to yeah, who wants to press record on that one? I don't know. Well, there's I mean, gotta, there's got to be tape. You'd think HR would have. You would think that every Zoom call would it's be recorded, recorded for true. HR. Okay, that's true. We were looking at this earlier. There's a headline, too big to fire. Like, he's too valuable There's no to such thing. I keep saying there's no such thing. Do you think he comes back? And, I mean, no. why is he that fucking valuable? 
Go call Dan Abrams. See what he's doing. There's some I mean, other legal analyst no, out there. If I, were him, if I were him, I'd be like, I can't go back. I can't look at people no. in the eye again. Exactly. Wouldn't the women in the various offices, because he works for the New Yorker oh, yeah. and for CNN, wouldn't no. they say no fucking way There's with this no pervert? There's no such thing as too, too, hot, too big yeah. to fire. No such thing. I, I mean, Everybody can get got. Yeah. And that's what from the Here, here's some headlines. Jeffrey Tubin, why men are defending masturbating during Zoom calls. Who's defending? Yeah, some men. That's, that's clickbait. Nobody's yeah. defending. No. That's clickbait. Don't yeah. click on that. Don't click fucker. on that. I'm Nobody's not, defending oh, shit, that. But I want to, though. A, who's, come on, give me one click, baby. That's like a pre show discussion. We're like, will you take the side where you say that men should masturbate that's, on that's Zoom that's calls? That's Stephen A. and Max <laughs> Kellerman. <laughs> you take the outrage. I'll take that one. I'll say I'm with him. I'll say I'm with him. I bet. I bet there was someone that worked in his orbit that he was really hot for, and he thought, okay, it's going to be, I'm going to turn my camera off, and just listening to her talk, I'm going to meet, 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 meet. Time yeah. and a place. Time and a place. That's hey. not, you know, it's like. Sexual perverts are sexual perverts. They don't make any sense. Sexual it's why pervert, Anthony Weiner threw it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I just remember when I'd go into the studio in the morning. Like, the one thing you didn't want to do was look at the search history. Oh, Jesus. Right. On the computer. On the like, overnight guy. And you'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. What were you doing in here? Right. This, is, this is not conducive to anything other yeah. than running a show. Yeah. What and are you that, doing? Right. You'd look at it, and you'd be horrified, and they'd be like, oh, that's oh. a category? I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> that that, that one might have potential. <laughs> just write that one down. Yeah. All right. We're missing the World Series. Can I go buy you a drink? Thank you for uh, coming to the go. Free Hugs I, wait, and I Candy go. I got to go back home. My drink uh, is hanging out with you. Uh, this was, right. this seriously. I wish I. You know what? I need to bring a cooler with drinks in here next time. I got. A, I got a flask here. You want something? <laughs> you want? I got a long drive. Yeah. No, but honestly, this was a total thrill. Thank okay. You, thank you for letting me barge my way in here to do this with you guys. Yeah, people will hate us, by the way, in Reddit. They they hate me. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna hate you. Fuck. Me. Fuck the Reddit people. I don't care. I'm just I don't care. No, no, no. I'm because just laughing. I love you. I love both you no, guys. No, no, no. But what do I say about Jaded. the Reddit guys? Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Everyone who's in my orbit, whether it's you or Ronnie or Eunice or John Ronis. Hate or Andy, I or Charge. About the only guy that nobody hates is Charge, no, Charge. but he's they but he's, he's but he's Minnesota, Minnesota nice. He's Minnesota. Of course, yeah, Charge of course. is a super nice guy, right? No, but I tell the listeners of this podcast, I go, look, you got to trust me that when I bring somebody on, you're going to like them over experience, you know, over multiple times. Hopefully, this is not the last time. So maybe again, like when developments point. warrant, right, Jay? <laughs> Yes. As we like to say. Yes. All right, boys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll end on this today. Did you see the Centers for Disease Control has changed its definition of close contact with COVID-19 positive people again. Previously, and for months now, the CDC has said, look, you got to be within six feet of somebody for 15 solid minutes or longer to consider yourself worthy of self-quarantining, even without a positive test, to help stop the spread. You know, two weeks to stop the spread, slow the spread, flatten the curve, save our hospitals, whatever. So that was it. That was their stance for a long time. Well, they've changed it. Because they found one case, one case of a prison guard, 20 years old, in Vermont, who was wearing a mask and goggles 
and had contact with prisoners who were COVID positive for a total of 17 minutes, but 17 minutes intermittently over an eight-hour span. So now the CDC has said, oh, new science. If you're within six feet of somebody, not necessarily continuously, but at least a total of 15 minutes over a 24-hour period, yeah, you should probably just go crawl into a room and shut the door for two fucking weeks. Is anybody listening to this shit anymore? Should you be listening to this shit anymore? This is your government at work. You know what the CDC is not focused on? Randomized seroprevalence studies. In other words, how close are we? Or how far away are we from herd immunity? Give me some nationalized antibody studies that really do it in a scientific manner. Okay? Let us know. How far has this thing gone? How many people have had it and never even knew about it? Apparently, we're not working on that. Uh, The CDC is not worried about, hey, what happened to all the flu, which has dropped off the table? The CDC is apparently not worried about the spike in suicides, which people are now starting to note like, wow, this is kind of a bad year for suicides. The CDC is not talking much about the unaccounted for lockdown deaths that have caused a huge jump in excess mortality in the 25 to 34-year-old range. All the while, we're trying to save an 82-year-old person who's a diabetic and has dementia from coronavirus. And we're seeing a massive spike in young people committing suicide out of despair because of what we're doing. The CDC is not pushing hard to combat what could be a serious psychological effect on young people and children who might be developing an unhealthy fear of human contact and interaction and a fear of germs. In other words, a whole generation of Howie fucking Mandels out there. CDC care about that? No. But they found one prison guard in Vermont that had 17 minutes of exposure with a mask and with goggles. How's that for irony? This mask is better than a vaccine, says Robert Redfield, douchebag emeritus of the CDC. Well, wasn't good enough for that guy. And it's 17 minutes. Well, let's see. I counted the minutes. I was near somebody who might have been COVID positive, but it only came out to 13 minutes over nine hours. So I don't, I don't know. Should I call my boss and tell him I can't come into work for two weeks because I'm going to sit in my house and lock myself in a room? Yeah, you know what? Let's do that just to be safe. We have lost our fucking minds. But there you go. The new science, everybody. Science. That'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Remember, this is not a full-blown recap of everything I do. It's a supplement every day, a little extra, a little something different. You can hear me at six to, on, from 6 to 9 a.m. on the game in Milwaukee, 97.3 FM, on the iHeart app as well, 3 to 6 p.m. on Team 980 in Washington, D.C., talking mostly sports, but some other stuff as well. Uh, get both of those apps for your phone. Listen at your leisure. Download those podcasts if you just can't get enough of me. But honestly, you should have plenty of me at this point. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday. Tomorrow, we got football five ways Friday. Can my lock of the week run its record to a perfect 7-0? and What will Mr. X have for his hot steam plays of the week? 
If you already subscribed, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Your $5 a month helps sustain me and encourage me. If you're not a subscriber yet and you're just kind of freeloading on the fringes of this podcast Monday through Thursday, I would say tut tut, shame on you, but I'm not going to do that. I won't subscription shame you. Well, maybe a little bit, but hey, chip in five bucks. Keep me motivated. Maybe you can buy me a bionic larynx. Larynx. (laughs) When I got to get surgery for this thing. If you can, I'd appreciate it. If you can't or don't want to, that's fine. We all are buried in individual subscriptions. People are going to have to subscribe to Apple TV Plus just to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special, which is an outrage that we should talk about at a future date in depth. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Hey, Zabe here for my bookie, the official sports book of the ZabeCast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast.